I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin County Medical Center, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden, internal medicine physician with Hennepin County Medical Center, with more Healthy Matters. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin, uh, Hennepin Health. Hennepin, it must good be the morning, heat. Denny. It must be the heat. The no, heat. it's the humidity. <laughs> the Hennepin Healthcare's healthy matter. A lot of H's there. There are. And uh, it is going to be hot. Seriously, you and I were talking off the air before uh, we went on about um, this could be dangerous for some people. It you know, sure maybe could. Maybe whose immune systems are kind of compromised. Exactly. You know, when you get this kind of heat on, a, especially on a on a holiday weekend, yeah. you know, on a long weekend, people are, they've got plans. They're are you be, at the hospital today? I'm going to be at the hospital. Okay. So I think the air conditioning's working in the hospital. That's good. Maybe I should be happy about that. No, I'm, I, I am working um, each day of this weekend, including tomorrow, um, which is which is fine. You know, I picked a profession where with the, the the business doesn't close, as did you. Kind of like radio, kind of like yeah. radio. But if you are out today, it is uh, or tomorrow, it's going to be hot. At least up here in the in the north, um, here in in the Twin Cities, maybe where you're listening from as well. But if you are, just make sure to take plenty of breaks. Uh, get into the shade and um, every now and then and hydrate just a lot. <laughs> you really do need to stay well hydrated. But even more importantly, if you're getting too hot, it's it's almost too late to just keep drinking water at that point. What you ought to do if you're finding yourself getting woozy or dizzy and too hot, get into air conditioning mm-hmm. if you can. But also just get into the shade and take cool, not ice cold, but cool water and dump it on you or mist it to spray it on your body or put it on your skin because that helps you cool off if you're getting too warm. What, what, what are some of the symptoms, a couple of symptoms of heat stroke? Yeah, heat stroke is the worst stage of heat-related illnesses. And it's um, if a person's getting confused and really dizzy and can't, you know, staggering around like they're drunk or something like that, uh, that's, that's when things are getting bad. If you're not thinking clearly and, you know, you notice you're – your husband, your wife, your friend, your child, your mother is kind of looking a little confused, maybe a little bit dizzy. You need to you need to call nine one one in okay. that case. Um, the early stages are you're just you're sweating profusely and you're getting kind of tired and fatigued. But when that sweating sort of um, tapers off, even that's not a good, sign. Not a good sign. And then you start get to con- confused and your body's still generating heat and it's not able to diffuse it. So that's when you would call 911 if you're getting dizzy, lightheaded, um, 
uh, confused. That's we, the main thing is confusion. It can lead to seizures. We always like to recommend, too, during weather like this, any severe weather here on CCO, is to check on neighbors or friends or family. That's a great point, Denny. Um, um, there was that. Do you remember that time in Chicago? There was a few years ago, a lot of older folks. Yes. In, it was in Chicago. That wasn't that long ago. I think in the past decade sometime when people were, were in their homes uh, older folks yes. maybe can't get to the the a cool area very much. Maybe their air conditioning broke. Maybe their fans broken. And um, so do go check on your neighbors, yeah. particularly if they're older. Yes. Um, and maybe don't have as uh, many people around them. Absolutely. This is an open line show. What does that mean? You, you're going to be driving the show either by uh, or with your phone calls or your text messages. So let's open up the phone lines, doctor, and uh, and the text line as well. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Uh, they're clear now, so you can use them. Or if it's easier, send the doctor your text message. Again, we're not talking about any particular topic today. Uh, that number is 81807 for your text messages, 81807. Well, we're waiting for those uh, folks to, to check in this morning. I want to make mention that you and I chatted. We, we looked at our broadcast area uh, down in that brand new gorgeous building, a few blocks from right here. Exactly, uh, Denny came down to visit. You came down to visit us. Um, we're going to be doing our live show on June tenth. Is that two weeks from now? Is that yeah, three? it's two that's just from, two weeks from, from today. today yeah. We're going to be doing our live show. It's in commemoration, if you will, of our tenth year of this program. We're dubbing it the Decade with Dave Show. I got my coffee cup. Yeah, we've got <laughs> coffee cups. So, <laughs> Okay, this wasn't my idea. I got to point. I know, Can I just you, start you, that out? But the 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 folks down at Hennepin, at where I work, printed up a coffee cup. It's got my picture on it. It's got a decade with Dave logo. We're going to give one to everybody who comes to the show. So um, we're all going to have coffee together. We're going to be doing it out of identical mugs with my mug on it. And where we're going to be set up is a perfect scenario for any morning, especially a Sunday morning. We're going to be right by Dunn Brothers Coffee right, right there. Right. Dunn Brothers opened up a coffee shop inside of our clinic and specialty center. And we're going to be right out in front. It's right in the atrium. It's it's really airy. It's got uh, – um, so it'll be wide open to uh, with um, with the artwork and the glass walls. And we're going to have chairs set up so you don't have to stand. We're going to have chairs set up for you, and we're going to have coffee out of the Decade with Dave mug. Is there any room left? Any seats? <laughs> there left? are a few. I checked a before few. we came, and there are a few seats left. So it is not too late to register, although it's getting close. Um, so keep um, go ahead and register. The event is free. There is no cost. The parking's even free. We somehow convinced the security department to open up the parking ramp, um, and we're just going to open up the gate. So there'll be no charge. When can you park in downtown Minneapolis for so free? So this is at, at, at the, the, your own parking lot, and then you don't even have to go outside. After you park, you take an elevator right up? Take the elevator up from the parking It's below ground. Um, so if it's raining, no worries. Yeah. Um, if you're worried about walking your way through downtown Minneapolis, you don't have to. You, yeah. just, it, you enter on Park Avenue between 8th and 9th Street. You go into the underground parking ramp, the gate will be up, or it'll be up when you leave, so you don't have to pay, and uh, then just come to the first floor and join us. The show will be at its usual time, which is 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, come a few minutes early. You don't want to walk in at 7.30. You'll, you'll miss the, the festivities. To, you'll, you won't, won't, won't have time to get your coffee. Got to get that coffee cup. Yeah, so get there about 7, get your coffee, get a snack. Um, to register for the free event, it's on June 10th. It's uh, go to myhealthymatters.org. Just yesterday or the day before, I put a new link to it so it's easy to get to. I think we have a dozen spots or so left. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people there, but, the, but we're limiting it um, because we can't have 
400 people there. Um, it would be too chaotic. But they'll be pushing 100 people there, and I think there might be about a dozen spots left. So um, go ahead and register today um, at MyHealthyMatters.org for the Decade with Dave event. The other thing I did want to tell you, and I'm going to start talking about this more, is that this this live broadcast is just the launching of a summer lo- summer series we're doing called Here for Health. You know, Hennepin's new slogan, our new motto, our tagline, if you will, is we're here for life. And so we're doing the Here for Health series. It's, there is one session in July, August, and September. Uh, it will be held at the Clinic and Specialty Center where you can come and have, I don't want to say a class because it's not really going to be lectures. It's going to be a small group kind of informal learning on health topics by experts in the setting where it happens. So a dermatologist will be there and show you a dermatology place. We're going to have an acupuncturist and a chiropractor showing you around that clinic. They'll be have a gastroenterologist letting you look at what a colonoscope, um, how do you say it, a colonoscope looks like. It's going to be a great time. These are all free. One of them is on a Thursday night. I think two of them are on a Saturday morning. Um, you, you do need to register. Seats are limited for these as well, but they all have some room left. Um, go to that same place that I just mentioned, myhealthymatters.org, and click on the link, and you can read all about what, what the offerings are going to be in the Here for Health series. Four things you can come to, the show and three of the community education events, all for free. It's um, a great way to learn something, get out a, get out a little bit, and um, learn from some experts. And I must say, as we head to the phones, that uh, how handy, if that's a good word, uh, the, the the building I was visiting here uh, just a couple of days ago. I mean, you can go in this clinic. You get, you have so many opportunities to take care of your health there. It's, it's really, everything's right there. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there. And we've tried to make it really simple to get around. Um, it's big. You know, big can make can be hard. But we have big now at Hennepin. The, the Hennepin County Medical Center campus is big. It's like four or five or six city blocks. But it was all scattered around. And that's fine for employees, but if you're a patient, it was a hassle to come to our great caregivers but have to find them. Well, you don't have to find them now. They're all in one location. Um, It's really – it flows really well for patients and um, it's actually uh, architecturally, it's kind of cool. I actually like the building. Really, And unlike some healthcare systems, we didn't spend a ton of money on the artwork, but – Artwork was important to us. It was actually one of the things that was important to us. And so we have, I think it's like 600 pieces of artwork in the building. But we didn't go in, you know, to Christie's auction house and buy a Picasso. We enlisted local artists. And so there are local scenes, um, photography, paintings. um, There are glass sculptures. And the artwork is just fabulous. I love the artwork and I love the way they went about it. And it's so airy there. Airy and and beautiful. So that's that's the Clinic and Specialty Center. Come see us. I'd like to shake your hand. Two weeks from today. Danny, you'll be there. I'll be there. there. I have to get into makeup, but I'll be there. All right. right. I don't think there's any help for the likes of us with makeup. Oh, well, whatever. But it will be a good time. So we, we hope to see you there. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Let's go to the phone. Six, there's a line open if you want to use it. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. We're getting both. Debbie is calling from Edina. Debbie, thanks for waiting. What's your question, please? Um, I have a rather indelicate thing for breakfast on Sunday, but I haven't had a normal bowel movement for a very long time. So I went to my doctor, and she took blood tests, and I have my... Um, Vitamin A was at 8, or vitamin D was at 8. So she put me on 50,000 units of vitamin D twice a week and probiotics, and it's not working. So 
I, I looked up endocrine, let's see what's it, and exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, and I think I have that. Do you think I should wait longer to find out more or just – she said to wait until July. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, it is possible but not likely. And and the reason I say that is exocrine your your pancreas does a two two big functions. The endocrine function are the hormones to like insulin and the exocrine function are a digestive things. Your your pancreas spits out all kinds of enzymes and the like to help you digest food and therefore move it along. Um, the the reason I say not likely is just that statistically that's not a big problem in the human pancreas. They tend to work quite well, so that probably wouldn't be it. Not every anything's possible. The vitamin. Let me go back to your vitamin D. Your vitamin D levels are low. Uh, a vitamin D level of eight is very low. Uh, I've stopped checking vitamin D levels. I almost never check because they're always low. <laughs> and so I just tell people, and there's, all, there's not a lot of evidence that doing it, what should you do? But I do recommend that people um, get your, you know, take vitamin D supplements if you're, not, um, uh, um, if you're fatigued or, or, or just for general bone health, it's probably a good idea. So your levels are low. Um, I don't know if there's any relationship to your bowels. Um, you could, there are about 20 other... <laughs> 20 or 30 bowel problems that are probably worth looking at um, in you, Debbie. Uh, the pancreas one, I think, is a little less likely. It could be um, some kind of irritable bowel problem. It could be an, a malabsorption problem along the lines of gluten sensitivity. That would be more common than with the, the pancreas issue. Gluten sensitivity is a real deal, um, although it's not as real as, as many people think they have it, not all do. But there is a really, truly a gluten sensitivity as a disease called celiac disease, which is on the rise. So you might look into that. There's blood tests for celiac disease. I would look, I would, I would look to make sure you get enough fiber in your diet. I would look to make sure you're getting enough fluids in your diet. Um, uh, make, when all those things are done, then may, perhaps you could maybe go look at, at the pancreas issue. But I think it's probably, probably not it. But as always, as you said, Debbie, you don't agree or you've looked it up and it sounds, sounds like what you have. And I could be wrong. Um, I could be. But I think it's something I would just put lower on the list of probabilities. All right. Very good. We have to uh, take a quick break as usual. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. We'll pick up on both your phone calls and text messages when we return. Welcome back to Healthy Matters. It's an open line show today. You uh, drive the show, your phone calls and text messages. We have both. 651-989-9226. One line is open if you'd like to fill it. Or uh, if it's easier, send a text, 81807. All right, Dr. Hilda, let's go back to the phones. Uh, Joanne is calling from Monticello with a question. Thank you, Joanne. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Um, My question is, my son got together with a bunch of his buddies yesterday with the nice weather um, that lives on a lake. So they were out boating and tubing. He got dumped pretty hard on the tube, came home probably last night around 10 o'clock, bent over on the, by the table, just an excruciating ear pain. So um, debating going back and forth, it was so bad. He, I mean, couldn't walk around pain. Almost took him to the emergency room, but decided just to give him ibuprofen and um, a heating pad. But wondering, so I then started looking it up online, and it looks like symptoms were kind of falling in line with a potentially torn eardrum or ruptured eardrum. Um, is that probably what I'm looking at? It was falling under the water skiing <laughs> injury yeah. type thing. Should I take him to the emergency room today, or 
just treat the symptoms or treat what we got and where should I go? With I might take, I might do that. Joanne, is his hearing okay? Um, it seems to be. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, the, when, when you were describing the issue on the lake, it did sound like when you get, it sounds like consistent with your eardrum problems and a perforation. Um, high pressure, water squirting in there actually can rupture it because the eardrum is, I, th- I think it's like seven cell layers thick. It's just the smallest little thin little membrane and the pressure can um, perforate it. Uh, I think I would um, have it looked at. I don't think this is a, a an emergency. You have to drop the phone now and race 90 miles an hour to get in there. But I think I might take a look at it before the holiday weekend's over today um, because somebody can look in there. And if, and if the, some of the dangers of a perforated eardrum are infection, um, that it is also a barrier between the outside world and your middle ear. And so uh, he's at a little bit higher risk for infection. Um, they can also look at the extent of it. Um, if it's completely intact, that's what you're hoping for, or just a small little pinhole tear, or is there a larger tear in the eardrum? And probably what they, and it would be good to know that because very small holes might just heal up on their own and larger ones maybe would would not. And, and, um, and I think the, the minimum they would probably do is give you an antibiotic drop um, to try to uh, reduce the risk of infection um, uh, even even if there's nothing else that needs to be done, so I um, it hap- it's not it sounds worse. How can I put that, um, Joanne? It sounds worse than it is because people say, "Oh my gosh, I ruptured my yeah. eardrum." But often it's just a small little hole that that can that can heal up. And even if it didn't, um, people can have you know people get tubes put in their ears all the time, yeah. which is an intentional perforation, and that does heal up. So the eardrum will heal up. But I think in order just to make sure there's not an infection risk, I think it would be a good idea to probably have it looked at on a urgent but not emergent basis, right. if that makes sense. Well, good luck, Joanne. That's, you know, that is, I've, I've, I've had a lot of kind of lake injuries that you don't think about. I had a guy who ruptured a leg thing, and I have had more than one person with an eardrum problem with, um, I think they were all water skiing. Uh-huh. So I would, have them, I would have them looked at. It's yeah. pressure in the ears, yeah. yes. All right, Joanne, thank you. Uh, let's see, Alice and Lindstrom is calling in, and we'll get some uh, text messages. Uh, Alice, good morning. What is your question for the doctor? Good morning. We live on a lake also, and um, kids are coming out and going into the water. They're boiling hot and just run on the dock and plump in the water. And is this not so good? Or because they're younger, they can maybe take all this stuff. Exactly. The older people like me kind of walk out slowly. <laughs> Come on, Alice. I'm counting on you to go out there and take a running leap and do a cannonball off the dock. <laughs> All these folks who live on, I'm getting kind of jealous. I'm coming out, Alice. I'll expect a, an Arnie Palmer ready for me. A little iced tea and some lemonade would be lovely. <laughs> Probably will do that. Um, it is an interesting question um, about summer safety uh, and um, at lakes. For the for the vast majority of the time, it's safe. Um, obviously, if these are young children, I would just have a, an adult to supervise to make sure that somebody's not drowning and the like. But jumping in the water and doing cannonballs and 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 splashing around and all that stuff that's generally pretty safe. That like I was talking about with the previous call, it is possible that um, like high speed or big trauma onto your ear is can cause some problems. So so like that's why you shouldn't cup somebody over the ears, you know, that you know, like hit them in the side of the head. And but a little bit of general lake roughhousing I think is probably okay as long as 
um, there's some supervision uh, going on. So if they're if they're small if they're small children. Now that being said, leg injuries are a real thing. People can twist ankles. They can twist necks. Um, uh, those are serious things. And uh, and so that's that's to be looked out for. The one thing I would say about jumping off of the dock is um, the depth of the water. And if the water if the water is not deep, well over the head of a person, then they shouldn't be diving head first. That's a dangerous thing. Um, uh, uh, probably the the thing I should have mentioned even earlier. You don't dive head first into three feet of water. No. I'm hitting the bottom. It can be very dangerous for the neck. So, but if you got a floating dock that's out in the middle of the lake and your youthful ones are practicing their jumps and their dives, I think that's okay. All right, very good. Thanks, Alice. Just a reminder to our listeners, we'll need to take a break here in about a minute, uh, but to, to alert our listeners, we have another half hour of the show to go on before we do. Uh, yeah, I break. wanted to uh, remark about um, last week's show. I did a blog post about menopause. I encourage you to go look at it. Dr. Tara Gastillo is one of the experts on menopause. We talked a lot. We talked mostly about um, uh, menopausal symptoms, and we talked about various treatments and solutions for, for women um, with menopausal symptoms. I did a blog post. It's at myhealthymatters.org. I did some pictures of Dr. Gastillo, some links to get relief if you're having hot flashes or other symptoms. Uh, so that is all at myhealthymatters.org. It's up there now. You can check it out today. And um, there's... There's treatments for menopausal symptoms that we went over last week, some that people don't know about because menopausal symptoms can be really significant for people, including hot flashes. So go to MyHealthyMatters.org and check it out. Good deal. We'll take this break. Be back, as I said, with another half hour of the show to go. Yes, good morning. We are doing an open line show today. That means your general health questions for Dr. David Hilden, either by phone or by text. Let me give you, we've cleared the line. So if you want to uh, use the phone for your question, 651-989-9226. Text again is uh, 81807. As you can see, Doctor, we have uh, a bunch of those. Again, two weeks from today, our broadcast from that beautiful new building. Two weeks from today is the Decade with Dave celebratory show. There are a few, a handful of seats left available. It's general admission, so even if you're yeah. if you're just RSVPing now, you can still get a good seat. Go to uh, myhealthymatters.org, click on the logo, and you can register right there. It's free. Parking's free. It's June 10th in downtown Minneapolis at the Clinic and Specialty Center of Hennepin Healthcare. We've even got free swag for you. You yeah. might get a coffee mug. You might with, with your mug on it. With my mug on it, we're going to fill it with coffee. We're going to have a little. We're going to do a, a show. I'm going to have a few guests um, come by, and we're going to talk a little bit about health. I'm going to get to meet you. Sign up at myhealthymatters.org, and while you're there, check out the offerings in our Here for Health um, Education series, which is coming up in July, August, and September. A couple hours. Um, on a day in each of those three months to learn about some health topics from really fun and engaging expert people. It's all free. Everything's free. MyHealthyMatters.org. You can check that out. And also, I did a post about menopause. A lot of people have, have been um, were commenting about how much menopause symptoms and the like are a big portion of their life, How uh, um, and they want some good information. So we brought one of the nations, or nations, well, I would say the nations, yeah. but one of um, our our leading um, gynecologists, the chief of uh, obstetrics and gynecology, Dr. Tara Gastillo, was in here last week, and we talked about some innovative and effective ways to treat mostly hot flashes, but other treatments of menopause. I've got a little um, blog post about her at myhealthymatters.org, including links 
including a link on how to get um, some relief from hot flashes through the, the treatment of acupuncture. So I encourage you to go to myhealthymatters.org for that, as well as to sign up for the Decade with Dave show. My guess is that if, we, if you wait too much longer on the signing up for the show, uh, you maybe will have missed your chance. So I yeah. would go today. We have a ton of text messages we haven't gotten to yet. Should I take some of those? Yeah, let's is this do a that. good time? All right, let's start out with the first one that came in um, at the top of the show. In the winter months, we get wind chill where our skin will freeze. Are there any charts that say we will burn in so many minutes with or without sunscreen? That's a really good question, um, and I don't know of any like chart you can look at that says you're safe for this many minutes And um, because everyone's skin is so different, which is a... a not quite how it is with wind chill, where the body freezes, um, because skin skin um, is different based on how much melanin you have. People have different skin tones, different skin colors, and the like. Like a, a fair-haired or a red-headed, freckled person will burn really fast, whereas a brown-skinned person might have a little more protective. But everybody can get sunburn. Um, the suggestion is that if you're out in the sun without sunscreen, it's just 10 minutes. Um, you know, 10, 15 minutes, you can burn. And so since that's such a short period of time, the recommendation from most health professionals that I know is to wear sunscreen whenever you're out in the sun, um, certainly on these hot days. Like, um, But it's not even just the heat. It's the sun. And so on, certainly on this Memorial Day weekend, I would put sunscreen on 20 minutes before you even set foot outside the door. You can use one of two kinds of sunscreen. The first kind is called is a chemical sunscreen. These are often cheaper, and they're the ones that have been around for a long time. But a lot of people are a little uncomfortable with a chemical reaction in your skin. They work by causing a chemical reaction so the ultraviolet rays don't harm your skin. They're very effective. They do have to be applied more often. The second kind are barrier type. Um, they simply reflect the sun ray, sun's rays right off your skin. They don't cause any chemical reaction at all. They just reflect the rays. Many of you might remember skiing and Aspen with people who had white noses and white faces. They had zinc on their face simply because it reflected the sunlight. The newer barrier sunscreens um, are clear. They still have zinc or titanium in them, but they're clear. Somebody made a micro particleize so that they don't make white paint on your skin. But get one of those two kind, a chemical or a barrier type of sunscreen. All right. Do um, I have time for more? Absolutely. All right. We'll do more. Te- There's a lot of these. So. That was maybe too long-winded. I'll try to be faster here, huh? What are your thoughts on thermography versus mammography as a diagnostic tool? My thoughts are that we should always do the thing that is most proven scientifically. And when I say that, um, mammography is proven scientifically, um, so for for detection of, of breast cancer. When I say proven scientifically, that doesn't mean it's perfect. In fact, it's very imperfect. It's been around since Queen Victoria was ruling the empire, you know. It's, uh, radiography is a very old science, and mammography is old. But, but it has so much evidence behind it. We know what it can do. We know what it can't do. We, um, and so I do recommend a mammogram for all women at age 50 and for many women at age 40. You should be talking to your doctor about getting it at age 40. The current guidelines from most places are to start at age 50, but I have a conversation with women at age 40. Certainly, if you know a family member with um, breast cancer, younger would be a better way to go. Thermography and other kinds of newer things to, um, to detect cancers are promising, and, and I don't want to disparage them. They might actually have some benefit, but we just don't know enough, so I tend to stick with what we know. 
Um, let's see. Here's a question that's on the text line that says, neuropathy. What's the treatment for it? Neuropathy can be due to many causes. Uh, it is a numbness or a tingling or what we call a paresthesia, in your, usually in your legs, but it can be in your fingers. The most common cause would be diabetes. And if you have diabetes, neuropathy is a condition that develops many years after the onset of diabetes, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years after being diagnosed with diabetes, you can get it. The treatment is simply to control your diabetes. On the other hand, if you have neuropathy from a vitamin B12 deficiency, the treatment is to take vitamin B12. So that's something that, um, so they're completely different. People can get a neuropathy from a pinched nerve in your lower back, in which case exercises, physical therapy, acupuncture, and maybe even surgery are the treatments. So there's a lot of different treatments depending on the cause. If you have numbness or tingling or weird sensations in your legs and you don't know why, go to a neurologist and first of all, try to figure out what it's from. Let's see. Here's one that says, can you explain a partial loss of vision following a hernia surgery last June? Before the surgery, I only needed weak reader glasses, but since the surgery, I've needed prescription glasses for both distance and reading. I'm going to answer it. Can I explain that? No. Wow. <laughs> I can't find any connection between those two. I, I, I think it's um, very likely just um, coincidental. I, I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm, I would be drawing a complete blank on that. By the um, way, uh, let me give the phone number, too, if somebody wants to call in their questions. 651-989-9226. Again, text is 81807. Okay, chugging through these um, listener questions. Here's one that says, what would cause bleeding into an arthritic finger joint, and what damage might that be doing to that joint? It's the right index finger, and it happens sporadically. That's interesting. Um, a bleeding into a joint has a medical term because... That's what keeps us in business, you know. We have to come up with big words for simple things. It's literally bleeding into your joint, but the medical term is heme arthrosis. Heme, bleeding, arthrosis, you know, is, is, or is joint. Um, trauma is usually the main cause of bleeding into joints. You did something. You twisted it. You broke it. That can be a cause of bleeding. If someone has a bleeding disorder, however, such as low platelets or other kinds of coagulation problems, it might be just very minor, minor trauma, just you know, general use that causes you to bleed into the joint. Uh, I would have a joint doctor, very specifically, I would have a rheumatologist look at this. There are some inflammatory conditions that would, can cause fluid buildup in a joint, but it's usually not blood. So if there is fluid building up in your joint and it's bleeding into that joint, that might be something that a rheumatologist should check out. Probably what they should do is take a little sample of the fluid and see if they can figure out what that is. I would see a rheumatologist. I might note that in two weeks at our live show, we're going to have Dr. Rawad Nasser, a great rheumatologist on the show. Um, so that's, that's the kind of person you would see for that. Here's a question about tinnitus. Okay. So tinnitus, uh, raise your hand to everybody out there. You're, you're sitting there having coffee. If you've had a ringing in your ears, buzzing in your ears, a weird kind of sound in your ears. I had one woman describe it as a foghorn in her ears. <laughs> um, so that, uh, that's called tinnitus, and it, could, it has a lot of different causes. Here's a question that says, is there a connection between dehydration and tinnitus, caffeine and tinnitus? It's been worse these past couple of days in my right ear. First, the caffeine. For a long time, we blamed caffeine for everything. And, and there's a lot of people who say you should lay off coffee if you have tinnitus. I actually read a study some years ago. 
I can't remember the study or where it was, but it was a huge study of like 60,000 people where they found that the coffee drinkers had less tinnitus Mm. than did the non-coffee drinkers. So that sort of turned upside down the prevailing wisdom that caffeine made tinnitus worse. So I think the jury is out. Um, uh, If you're having ringing or buzzing in your ear, I think it could be caffeine, but maybe not. Uh, It is far more likely to be aging. Uh, Tinnitus happens more often uh, along with another condition of aging called presbycusis. We're into big words day today. Presbycusis is the loss of hearing as you age. And tinnitus is that ringing or buzzing in your ears. They go hand in hand. So it could literally be aging. It could be due to uh, loud noises you've had. It could be due to medications. Aspirin in high doses causes it. Many of the diuretics we give, many chemotherapy agents, they all cause tinnitus. So go see an ear, nose, throat, or an audiologist. Very good. We need to take a break. We'll do that right now. We have more calls and more text messages to answer here on Healthy Matters on Sunday morning. And welcome back to Healthy Matters, an open line show today. Your phone calls and text messages, we have a bunch of both. And I know, let's grab another I just want to finish the other one about tinnitus. Is there a connection between dehydration and tinnitus? And that is a maybe. That might be. So if if your ears are ringing, go uh, hydrate up and drink a lot of water. To the phones. All right. Irene in St. Paul, first up. Irene, you're on with the doctor. Yeah, doctor. uh, I was just wondering uh, what thyroid... What causes thyroid? Um, my doctor put me on some medication. I was just curious to know what is thyroid? Right. What causes thyroid? Absolutely, Irene. Your thyroid is a little gland that sits in the front of your neck, right below the Adam's apple. It is sort of, I like to call it sort of the throttle of your heart, or of your heart, of your body. It regulates your body's activities, like um, how how fast your metabolism is going or slow. So if your thyroid is overactive, people get things like they get sweaty, their hair falls out, they get a racing heart, they lose weight, um, they get kind of jittery, and it's not good for a person. So we do things to slow it down. Um, The opposite side, that's called hyperthyroidism. The hypothyroidism is a low thyroid. It's working too slow. It's like someone stepping on the brake while you're trying to be driving a car. Your thyroid is is underactive. So you get constipation. Your skin gets dry. You gain a little weight. You get fatigued. And so your doctor will replace your thyroid hormone with a pill. Both of those are treatable, too active or underactive, very treatable, safe treatments, and you should get those treated. There's another other problems with the thyroid is that it can sometimes get cancer. Thyroid cancer is not particularly uncommon, also treatable. And so those are all different problems that you would see. Uh, your primary care doctor can do it, or you can go to an endocrinologist. That's a hormone doctor um, if, uh, if you need a specialist. So that's what your thyroid does. Think of it as sort of like the brake and gas pedal of your body. If someone's stepping on the gas too much, your body's going too fast, it needs to get slowed down. Someone's stepping on the brake too much, it needs to get sped up a little mm. bit. And you can get a whole bunch of kind of nonspecific symptoms, and they're all treatable. Very good. Let's see who's next. Dave is calling from Andover. Dave, you're on with the doctor. Yeah, I'll try and make it real quick. I had a knee replacement surgery a year ago. Uh, the medial meniscus was pretty well shot. Osteoarthritis went in two weeks ago for a you know annual follow up. My knee has remained you know fairly swollen. I just heard you mention something about fluid on the knee, and that's the case here. 
um, when they did the x-ray, it showed that the replacement uh, apparatus is just a, you know, a little bit out of where it was, you know, so it seems to have moved slightly. Out of alignment. Yeah, and um, like I say, it remains swollen. He took uh, you know, a big syringe of fluid off the knee and did uh, uh, two vials of uh, blood draw to see if there's an infection in there. And I was just wondering, I believe he mentioned the word PICO infection. It can be very difficult to determine mm. whether or not there actually is an infection. And um, the, if there is an infection, they remove the uh, replacement knee and treat it for a couple months or something and then replace it. I was wondering what the ramifications right. would be of yep. just living with this Right, infection. right. Good questions, Dave. All, um, an infected joint is a serious thing. It has to get treated with a lot of antibiotics. If you have hardware in there, you need to take the hardware out. And so they sometimes treat you with a few weeks of antibiotics with the hardware out and then later go and replace your knee. So you're literally without a knee joint for a while. Infections aren't anything to mess with, though. Um, it does require long-term antibiotic treatment. So it, it, they can be hard to detect, but not usually. Usually they can pull some fluid out of there and determine if it's infected and then put you on the right thing. They try to leave the hardware in if they can, but if they can't and it's infected, it usually does need to come out. It's a bummer for you, but it's the right, it, it is the right thing to do. I, I, sorry I don't have any more time to get into more detail than that, but that is, uh, that's kind of the basics of knee joint infection. We have just seconds to go before the end of the show. What's on next week's show? Next week's show, we're going to talk about mammography and breast health with Dr. Sievert and Lee Han. They've been on in the, in the show before. Excellent. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 